Hi, welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is Friday, December 9th, 2022. This is Season 2, Episode number 49 of our show. Subject of today's episode, movies. In a word, movies. You might say, I wrote the book on movies. Uh, Well, if not the book on movies, I wrote a book on movies. So I I like to think I know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm fancying myself a movie expert, uh, having uh, written at least one book. One book so far. That would be... uh, The 365 Greatest Movies Ever Made and The Days You Should Watch Them. Haven't plugged the book in a while. Yeah, that's right. If you uh, head to this uh, bookseller called Amazon.com, they have uh, copies of my book uh, available. Now, it's one of those books where you don't really have to ask what it's about after you hear the title. I mean, The 365 Greatest Movies Ever Made and The Days You Should Watch Them. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, strangely enough, though, uh, I'll be starting today, I will start today, that is to say, uh, with a movie that's not on that list. It might be next year. Uh, it's not on this year, though. I saw, and if here we go, if you read my blog on Monday, you would know this already, this past Monday. Um, the in, you know, title of it, Make Room for This One in Next Year's Top 365. It was with great trepidation that I watched the new sequel to A Christmas Story. Now, there have been other attempts at sequels to this movie. They they haven't held a candle to the original. They're not worth their watching. They, I mean, they make The Godfather Part 3 look like The Godfather Part 2. Yeah. So, I, I'm nervous going into watching A Christmas Story Christmas, which is a, another attempt at a sequel to A Christmas Story one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. More on that later. Um, now, I'm not someone who goes into these things lightly. I mean, I, I'm someone who's never watched the Johnny Depp version of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I've never watched the Jim Carrey version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's like, I know the 60s cartoon is perfect. Or I know, you know Gene Wilder is the only Willy Wonka for me. As I wrote in the blog, I mean, if God himself rewrote the Bible, I, I would I would not read it. Hence my trepidation going into this new movie. But tell God it's possible. I mean, the new Christmas Story movie is great. And uh, starring Ralphie himself, I must say. So this the actor's name is Peter Billingsley. And I, I don't think I've ever seen He's He pops up in Elf. I don't think I've ever seen him in any other movie ever. Like, presumably he had a real job through the years. As have most of the, quote, actors in this movie. Like, they were child actors in the 80s. Like, they were a kid in the 80s. So was I. And they've done other things for the past 39 years. And now it's like, hey, we're going to get the band back together and make this movie. Would you like to be in a movie? Like, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, already, been, uh, it's already been picked up by HBO. Like, sure, why not? So, like, you see, you don't know these guys as actors for movies. So that's, like, the real Randy, the real Flick, the real Schwartz and Scott Farkas. 
uh, which I always thought was Scott Farkas until this past weekend. I'm reading the captions. Anyway, um, in in the original Gene Shepard story, by the way, it's Grover Dill who's like the big bully. He's only like the the toady and minion of Scott Farkas in the movie. Anyway, so this movie, it's not Citizen Kane. You know, most of the movies I enjoy watching are not classic, like, study this in film school kind of movies. They're just enjoyable to watch. And uh, the more you've seen the original, the better the new version of A Christmas Story really is. And I, I can't sing its praises highly enough. And, and for me, it's it's more than just that this movie is great. I mean, I'm, I'm watching myself. You know, I'm the age now where I'm the dad in the movie. I figured it out, you know, it's... Ralphie is nine years old in the original movie, and the sequel is set 33 years later. You know, it's very specific. So he must be 42, right? I'm 40. He's got a wife, a house, two kids. You know, I've only had one, but still, this guy is basically me. And uh, as I watch movies with families now, you know, I'm the dad. I get it. You know, if I watched it when I was a kid, I was the kid. Now I'm watching it, and like I sympathize with the dad. And the dad is usually a complete moron in these movies. Like, Clueless Dad is just a trope of literature uh, and of movies and TV and, and especially at Christmas. And I think you just want to make Christmas magical for your kids as your parents did for you. I was lucky enough to have my parents do that for me. And uh, as I close the piece, I say, you know, to, to quote another holiday philosopher, that would be uh, Linus Van Pelt. He says, you know, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. You, you want to make this experience magical for your kids. And me watching this movie, so much fun. So much fun. Now, I say that A Christmas Story is, uh, you know, one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Anytime my students ask me, oh, Mr. O'Connell, what, what's, that's how the accent they do it to me. Mr. O'Connell, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I always say A Christmas Story because that one, like, I can repeat in the company of 12-year-olds. My actual favorite Christmas movie is, I've talked about this before, I think, Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. I love that movie. It's got so many F-words in it, though. I, I, uh, I tend to not mention that one uh, to uh, my students. So there are a number of good ones, though, that one can watch with their children or with their parents, if, if you are the kid. And a number of them, I, I make it a point to watch around the holiday and I have them in the book. I happen to have a copy of, of my book here with me and I'm flipping ahead here to, to uh, page 215. I'm starting on December 16th. One of my favorite Christmas movies is now uh, uh, here this is the way for me to set this up that uh, that, was, that was a fumble there but seven and a half minutes in I'm, I'm not going to restart now. So Christmas Vacation the Chevy Chase and Company, that's one of people's favorite movies. I love the movie Vegas Vacation to watch at Christmas. It has nothing to do with Christmas, absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. However, one year I watched it around Christmas time, and, and it just made sense. Um, and I write this in the book too. It's like, I remember watching it at Christmas time, and I watch it every Christmas now. I'm watching it on December 16th this next year. Uh, December 17th, you want to watch the movie Hook. Uh, that's Robin Williams as a grown-up Peter Pan. And yeah, again, not not really a Christmas movie, but it, 
bulk of the film uh, takes place during Christmas, or like part of it is set during Christmas anyway. Um, I watched that one at Christmas time, and then you get into the traditional ones. So the 18th, I've got Holiday Inn. That's the movie with uh, Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire, and is the movie in which Bing Crosby originally sings the song White Christmas. Twelve years later, there's a movie called White Christmas. And guess what? Crosby's in that one, too. And that's the one I'm watching the next night. That's December 19th. December 20th, I watch Elf. Elf is one of those movies, like, even my students seem to like that one. And the movie's older than they are. Like, to me, it's, it's, it's still a new movie. I mean, it's almost 20 years old. It's 2003. And, uh, but it, it wasn't out when I was a kid. So, I mean, anything in a year that starts with the two, I mean, that's, to me, that's new. On the 21st, that's the aforementioned Bad Santa. I've actually got a DVD. I still have a few of those. Like, some kind of extended director's cut. It, it's Badder Santa. Um, I don't know if they added to it or uh, how it's different. It, it's, oh, <laughs> the, the movie's great, though. It's absolutely fantastic. Don't tell anyone I said that. Uh, December 22nd, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There's your traditional uh, Griswold family movie to watch at Christmas. And then the big three. To me, it's the 23rd, you watch Home Alone. The 24th, you watch A Christmas Story. And then the 25th, you watch, of course, It's a Wonderful Life. Because that, that should be watched every year. That is the classic Christmas movie. Not my favorite, I would say. That's like the Citizen Kane of Christmas movies, though. You want to watch that one. Now, you will know that I also, because I love to make lists, I have uh, posted publicly a list of, last year I think there were 78, I'm flipping papers here, like, this is like the, the Rush Limbaugh version of this here. It's flipping through my pages here, I printed this out. Things to do between Thanksgiving and Christmas. There are 78 things to do. Some of them are watch... Uh, some of these movies. This one didn't make the top 365. I watch it anyway, and Franklin likes this one too. Uh, it, the Mickey in question here is Mickey Mouse. It, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. It's a great movie. It's like three short films. It's from 1999. There's also a short called Mickey's Christmas Carol. Uh, that's 1983. Uh, one of the short movies, like... Movies that are 30 minutes or less, or let's say an hour or less, uh, run through some of these. Uh, BBC broadcast of Raymond Briggs' The Snowman. One of those rare instances in which the movie is actually better than the book. The, the book is okay. The movie is great. There's no uh, words in the thing. It's, um, it's just, it's like a silent movie, except the, the movie is, the music is great to the thing. Um... There's an introduction by, of all people, David Bowie. And he's, Bowie's wearing like a Christmas sweater. It's, it's good. Raymond Briggs, the snowman. And then, uh, of course, there's the Charlie Brown Christmas. And then from my childhood, it's Christmas time again, Charlie Brown. The claymation version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The aforementioned cartoon version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. There's Frosty. And then from my era, Frosty Returns. There's a Garfield Christmas, also from my era. Uh, the very first episode of The Simpsons ever is called Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. That's, that's like the Simpsons Christmas episode. The Festivus episode of Seinfeld, of course, the 
episode is actually called The Strike. Uh, if you're a fan of The Office, they've got uh, a, a few involved Christmas. Uh, there's, there's one just called Classy Christmas. It's the <laughs> Michael tries to put on the classy Christmas party. It's hilarious. There's a great episode of The Twilight Zone. Um, also, a little bit of uh, foreshadowing of, of bad Santa here. Like, the drunk department store Santa, that is, um, that's almost a cliche by now. <laughs> the Twilight Zone and uh, local Binghamton hero Rod Serling put together that one. The episode is called The Night of the Meek. Um, stars Art Carney, by the way, from The Honeymooners. Uh, Family Guy has several great Christmas episodes. The best one is called The Road to the North Pole. Um, another one I don't admit to my students, a very early episode of South Park uh, involves uh, involves the Christmas holiday. And then, to me, the, the greatest sitcom for uh, Christmas episodes is The Wonder Years. They've got, in six seasons, they did four Christmas episodes. They're all great. They're all absolutely great. And then uh, this year, there's there's a couple more. Um, there's a Phineas and Ferb a Christmas episode. There's a Craig of the Creek Christmas episode. The ones like that my son likes watching now, like watching those shows, and I've kind of gotten to them uh, as well. There's a couple. Now, these are let within the last year or two, and, and these are both, um, how does one say, like LGBTQ-friendly, uh, that you know the the characters I identify as such, and um, and th- they're great. Uh, one's called Single All the Way. Uh, I think that was two years ago, and then there's one called Happiest Season from a year or two ago. Like those might make the top three sixty five someday. Like as I watch these more and more, um, the movies that are out now, it's like, well, they may replace some of the older ones someday. It's, it's, because as you get to watch these movies more, like they become part of your habit, and like one of the enjoyable things about movies is like if you've seen it a dozen or a hundred times, like it just becomes like an old friend that you're hanging out with. Like as you hang out with these things more, they become more and more your friends, and you want to hang out with them every year, maybe at a certain time every year. Oh, if only someone wrote the book on that. Oh wait, someone did. That was me. The book's called The 365 Greatest Movies Ever Made and The Days You Should Watch Them. And uh, the website is michaelconnelljr.com. That's where you can head if you uh, want more information or to contact me or the producers of this show, you can head to michaelconnelljr.com.